Damn it, Nick. I love being on here with you guys, Nick and Joe. I really appreciate it. Literally too long didn't read. TLDR, you guys are awesome. So it was school vacation week last week, Nicholas, and I love my daughter to death. And we had some great daddy-daughter days, but I was very excited to have her return to school this week. And we get uh, an email and a phone call last night at 11 o'clock saying Denim School uh, is canceled. And uh, what do we get? We get no snow. Zero snow. Wow. So my, my day to sit and relax and read my books. Gets upended, Nicholas, but here we are. We're back, baby! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of all ages, Geeks Worldwide Radio, the Door Shared Universe, proudly presents to you the greatest podcasting team in the world! I'm your friendly neighborhood backcracker, Dr. Joe. He is, as always, is the nice guy, the fry guy, Nick Fryer. Nick, how's it going? I want to know why I'm labeled the nice guy, but especially after all the shit that I've given you today about a variety of different subjects. Mind um, games. Mind yeah. games. Yeah. Oh, oh, wow. Why do you have to take something away? That's um, how we do it. Yeah, there we go. Should have friggin' known better. Sounds like you, Joe, need to move up to Nashua or maybe somewhere up in New Hampshire if you want to actually have school canceled and actually get snow on the ground for one year. It, it was friggin' wild. It was friggin' wild. Those, those roads were bare. Are that was. That was a lot of like, and not that I got school canceled like all the time, but it happened often enough. But there were quite a few times where we got school canceled, and then it was like no snow, and that's when they started implementing like delayed school, like date starts to your school day and stuff like that, like half days, which kind of stunk. Well, but like, they used to wait until the morning. Like if there was going to be a storm yes. that was coming overnight, they would wait until the morning. And we've gotten into this sort of. You know, let's let's uh, let's jump the gun here, you know, and 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 be proactive. But again, they waited till 11 o'clock at night to send 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 this stuff out, which is wild. But like, OK, I get it. The reports are this. But my 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 beef, Nicholas, is outside of major league hitters, no one is able to fail more and yet still keep a job. Than meteorologists. I could right? not agree more. You're preaching to the choir. Right? You know, major league hitter fails 70% of the time. It's a 300 batting average. These days they're getting into friggin' Cooperstown. These meteorologists, I mean, okay, I get it. They're all in the same ballpark. Denham area was supposed to, you know, get somewhere between right around four or five inches of snow, right? This thing wobbles a little bit this way, wobbles a little bit that way. Things can be <laughs> impacted, right? But we got nothing. Squadoosh. This is why I've one of the reasons why I never really check the weather. Like, like I find out the day of that it's snowing most of the time. Probably yeah, it, not the best thing, but you know what? I, usually I'm fine. Had had they waited till the morning, they probably would have said, "Oh yeah, we can have school today," and then I would have read all the books I needed to read. You know, made mm -hmm. sure I got the last one. But then, yeah. I digress. The people aren't here for Doc's meteorological minute. They are well, here. For March solicit baby books, we didn't have one in February, Nicholas, and that really kind of bothered me, dude. It threw us off so much. Like, it's like, wait, this is coming out that week, that's coming out that week. It's not like I'm checking it every single week that you know our solicit, like to make sure I know what books are coming out because we get we can find out in a litany of ways. But it's like for us, it's a nice walkthrough of like, okay, we got this going on. It's like it's basically what like teams do before the Super Bowl, it's just we do this week to week, and Super Bowls only happens one time a year. Um, but I will say, too, one more thing on the weather note, what pisses me off about it, Joe 
is that the people aren't out in their cars, so they don't have as much incentive to go and listen to the show where you can find us on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, Geeks Worldwide Radio, anywhere you listen to podcasting. I encourage everybody to listen at home, but I do understand. Like For me, it's when I'm taking the train in or um, – or when I'm going to uh, to the gym, those are the times I listen to to podcasts most. So I'm getting in, you know, four listening times per week. But it's it's tough when you're not going out and about. I do understand that. So meteorologists, you know, I'm no fan of them at all. Um, but what I know you're a fan of is we got some crazy news late last week, Joe, about your guy who you recently called dibs on another book for. Uh, that was over at Dark Horse. But we got some boom news. What happened, Joseph? It's it's been it's been a good couple. It's been a good week for James Tynan. Um, Something is killing the children was announced as being picked up uh, by Netflix. They're going to turn this into a show just for the love of God. Don't sweet tooth it. Don't sweet tooth it. Don't sweet tooth it. This is my this this is you know Daredevil, Nightwing. Something is killing the children. Kill it off. Those are my four favorite books. Please don't f this up. Uh, but really excited. It looks like they got a, some creators that are really going to um, that really love the book and uh, are really gonna, you know, you know. I, I hope they give it sort of the Last of Us treatment, you know, where they really, you know, stay true to the source material. And if they do make changes, it's changes, you know, that sort of enhance the storytelling versus completely deviates uh, from it. But that's not all, folks. I also found out, and I guess this was announced a while a little while ago i missed it uh, but department of truth is in production i don't yeah. know where i don't know when um uh, but that that's gonna make a fucking killer show it's gonna I, you know because it's it's gonna be like x files right but more modern day right it, and uh i think mm-hmm. it's gonna get a little weirder uh, even though x files you know wasn't just about aliens and and um conspiracies it also had that sort of cryptozoology Stuff too. Mm-hmm. I remember the uh, the El Chupacabra uh, X Files episode, which creeped me the fuck out as a kid. Um, but this is going to make an excellent show. Um, yeah. and, and and so isn't something is killing the show. It's just these are two two of my you know some of my favorite properties by you know a Mount Rushmore writer for me. I couldn't be um, any more over the moon. This stuff is must read stuff. Joe talked about it on the show. I think they were both they were both in within the first ten episodes, maybe within the first five episodes. But I have since read. Both of these titles, not in their entirety, but uh, they are absolute must-read comics, no question about it. And the one thing that I was curious that I saw thrown around um, so- somewhere on Twitter was someone saying, I'd love to see Something is Killing the Children be turned into an animated show instead of live action. And I'm curious, what I- I'm sure you, like me, just naturally always think, oh, it's going to be live action. But do you have a preference when that idea is floated to you? I mean, I would prefer animated would be awesome because I think they wouldn't they wouldn't have to hold back on anything. Mm. And with it being on Netflix and Netflix not necessarily always having the best CGI. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you can do it live action for sure, right? Um, but the monsters, I mean, you're gonna have to have a Stranger Things esque budget, I think, you know, for Agreed. some of these things, right? Yeah. Um, and they might not have that budget. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, Erica Slaughter is one of the most badass, kick-ass, one of my favorite characters, period. Mm -hmm. doesn't matter, male or female, she's just a fucking kick-ass character. And the whole story and everything surrounding it, there's so much there and so much storytelling they can do. Um, But the monsters, are they're they're a big part of it. Now, you can get away with it, you know, by, you know, 
you know, creating a sense of unease and that tension and that, that horror vibe with the monsters without necessarily showing all of them. But like at mm-hmm. some point there's going to need to be monsters. So the, the question is, what's the budget going to be like? Will they pull it off? It doesn't, you know, where it's not, you know, uh, Jupiter's legacy esque. And you know what else? To, oh God, don't forget that was. But an, but animated, right? They can do it. They could go yeah, there. 100%. They could, right? One hundred percent agreed completely. The other thing that came to my mind too, in all this is, this is probably going to mean there's going to be quite a bit of something is killing the children merch out there. Probably some cool shirts. Probably going to see the bandanas thrown in the mix too. And then I would think Bag End is going to get flooded with some pops maybe an action figure of erica slaughter too if they make these they gotta make pops at least if they ever yeah either one but if they ever made an erica slaughter you know uh you know action figure statue fuck yeah it goes right up there it's a must buy uh just just so fucking good man but but tynan seemed really geeked up about it so very excited as he should be i'm i'm excited for him i mean this is this is going to be great now um speaking of shows that or comics that do deserve shows maybe more of the animated variety we both caught up on saga of course we don't get uh review copies for those nor do they need things reviewed because everybody's going to read that um i feel like this the second arc where like we felt the second arc since the long pause has is off to a better start than the first one was like the first one was it ended up being good i think that keith was a little bit more down on it you were kind of middling um i liked it but i feel like this has had a bit of a stronger start yeah for sure you know i think i think we're all spoiled because yeah i know keith didn't you didn't i sure as hell didn't read saga you know issue by issue as it was first coming out we had the benefit of reading the trades and so when you read the trade for saga you know these six issue arcs they read fast i talked about this before right they read fast you know the the entire you can sit and rip through an entire volume you know like that And, and and when you get all that story together boom it's like an entire chapter of a book right? Like each volume is its own chapter. So what we get when we're reading these, you know, month by month, we're getting, it's taken six months to get one section of one chapter. Mm-hmm. And I think like, I think that's part of the reason why I was a little like, yeah, it's good, but you know, it doesn't read the same when you can re- rip through an entire volume and you get that entire arc in one sitting. Mm-hmm. And I and I feel as though like when, um, you know, we we read these all down, you know, when, when we read these arcs together, when they, you know, when the last six issues come out as a trade, right? We'll sit through, we'll rip through, and be like, oh yeah, fucking a, it's awesome, mm-hmm. right? Because I I feel like with Saga, you need to read it chapter at a time versus chunk of a chapter at a time. Yeah, there's there's a case to be made about having certain books be turned into trades like right away. Like once you get to a certain point, um, it's like you know I, I want to I don't want to wait forever for it. But at the same time, like there's a level of like we all understand we have, we can't just get like one trade one like every single month. It's just no no reality is that realistic. But I think like if you go and do that here with Saga and you go and say okay we're just gonna come up with one trade a year. I think people would buy into that and be comfortable with it. I understand why they don't do it because people like from a money-making standpoint for saga, like they're going to buy the single issues. A lot of people are going to do that. And then a lot of people are going to buy the trades, like people who are waiting and people who aren't trade waiting too, just because this is like, you know, obviously like the comic, but, um, 
but yeah, like they, like there are other instances where I, I would like wouldn't mind if they're like, okay, we're gonna do the first arc of comics and then single issues, and then the rest of it we're gonna do trades. I think that's like the, the industry, like we you get inside baseball. Like I don't, I know we don't get too crazy with it. I mean, maybe some people think we do, but there's conversations like that, and I'm always interested to see like how things are evolving on that side of the business. But that's a conversation for a different podcast, I think. Well, well, that's the thing too. But you know the. It's not to say the writing hasn't dipped, the art mm. hasn't dipped, right. the, the storytelling hasn't dipped. We're just now consuming it in a much different way. And so the way I think we view it, um, it's different and it's taking a little bit getting used to. Yeah, definitely. Um, let's see. So for me, for catching up to, I also finally read the first issue of Gargoyles. I feel like it's a good thing for like younger readers who like have heard about the the characters like from their parents or whatever. Because I grew up on Gargoyles. Like I have a couple of the other issues, so I'm going to give it a look and see where it goes. But it's like the art's good. The art's the art is is very well done. Um, and the story's like it, it's you know it's fine. Like it's what you expect it to be. Reading Gargoyles, I still got to open up Darkwing Duck and then Barbaric. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, what I was going to say is I feel like Gargoyles is for someone like us who grew up with it. And if we have kids that are the right age, we say, here, watch the show on Disney Plus And here's the comic. Read the comic 100%. kind of thing. A hundred percent. That's exactly that. That is exactly what it, I got out of that first issue. Um, and I'm assuming I will with Darkwing Duck as well when I finally look at that. Barbaric Hell to Pay issue two. I talked about this series on the show uh, a little while back. This is like, I don't want to say, I don't want to say the vault book there's some really good stuff from vault that we've talked about on here and some more stuff coming from at least one friend of the show um but man like barbaric is fucking something else and it is expanded at a crazy rate so i can't say enough like i love barbaric so make sure you get on that if you haven't already what else have you been catching up on uh so i caught up on beyond the white knight issue eight i thought the series was supposed to be done by now still not done right the, uh, the workiverse isn't done yeah i guess i don't know Right, right. Um, uh, Nightclub, um, issue three. Oh, uh, yeah. Mark, oh, fantastic. Mark Block, absolutely fantastic. Saga as well. Uh, and then I thought I was caught up on King Spawn, um, but I'm, I'm starting to get lost in these titles. So I, I, I read issues 18 and 19 of King Spawn uh, with issue 20 coming out this week due to the GD lack of school today. I didn't get a chance to, mm. to read it. There was also... Uh, snap! We went League of Comic Geeks say the book wasn't mm. coming out till the end of March. I'm like, oh, I got time. Well, guess what, dipshit? I didn't have time, <laughs> so I will have to make sure that's on my catching up for next week. Yes, I will be able to dig in that for you guys today. And let's get started with what's new. Uh, Joe, lead us off with Marvel as we begin our March solicit. All right, so we have Venom issue 17, X Force uh, issue 38, Spider Man issue six. Star Wars 32, uh, The Mandalorian, Issue 8, uh, which we should have had that in our news. New issue, new season drops uh, Wednesday. Yes. Um, so depending if you're watching us, that drops tomorrow. If you're listening to us, you should have already watched it by now. Uh, Captain America, Sentinel of Liberty, Issue 10. Um, Han Solo, Chewbacca, Issue 10. Uh, Star Wars, Hidden Empire, Issue 4. Uh, Star Wars, The High Republic, The Blade, issue three. Real quick about this, what I'll say, yeah, Nicholas, it's a it's a good book. I don't know if I'll talk about it on TLDR, so if you okay. want to start reading it, go right okay. ahead. I'm going to give you to the end of the arc. I just want to see, because I'm like, at this it's point, good. issue it's three. It's good, but I don't know if I would, like, you know what I mean? Like, there's mm. books that I enjoy. I don't necessarily. Yeah. 
right? Yeah. So you want to you want to start reading that by, by all means. Uh, okay. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna deprive you um, on that. But uh, what we have uh, that I want to talk about real quick is Ghost Rider uh, issue twelve, written by uh, you know Ben Percy, and we've been talking about this entire run of of Ghost Rider, and I think we were getting to the point we weren't sure if it was gonna keep going on. Um, you know, or if it was going to end at issue 12 or, you know, he said as much. Yeah. 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 When we had Benjamin person on the show last year and talking about ahead of ghost rider beginning, he's like ghost rider always only lasts so long. So like to be at this point, like, I mean, and it makes sense. I mean, we both been loving ghost rider. Yeah. And it was fantastic. I mean, I feel like the last several issues have been some of the series best, um, which is saying something because it started off. Um, pun intended mm-hmm. on fire. Mm-hmm. Um, but this issue, the way it ends, what it sets up, there, there's a there's a an introduction here at the end, and you get this kind of weird build up to it where you're like, what the heck? You know, and then boom, and it go, fuck, yes. Oh my god, where is this going? It's gonna it's gonna be fucking epic, and oh, and man. just just the art, everything about it. So, like it, the, the the breadcrumbs were there throughout the issue. Um, but with this type of character, you don't know if it's what's real and what isn't real, and then boom, you see it. You, oh, 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 oh. yes, gimme, 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 gimme. So it was, it was, it was really fucking good. And I gotta say too, like the one thing about this title that's really like an underrated for me is Corey Smith started out as the artist, and I believe he's the artist on this issue as well, and. Like we've said, one of the things that for me has always like ever since I think was a kid was a gripe with comics, especially superhero comics, is like from the big two, you don't always have the same artists on the series. And obviously, the naturally, like artists are going to go in and out, but especially when it's like they're in and they're out, and it's like, and I understand stuff happens. Like as an adult, I get it, but as a kid, you don't. I gotta say, with Ghost Rider, they've done a really good job of like making that like not be an issue whatsoever yeah. like i i cory smith's art is probably is still my favorite for ghost rider but uh for throughout this series but i like it's every like i've never i don't think i've read a single ghost rider issue i know i haven't and been like oh the art was off like that hasn't yeah. happened it, it's seemed fairly seamless you know yeah a little, little stylistic changes here and there i think Kubert didn't i think Kubert did an issue but he's very very in the same vein so like it's it's been excellent all yeah. all around excellent now we got a couple first issues that are out this week. Actually, quite a few. Uh, we got Murder World Game Over issue one from Jim Zub and Ray Fox. Uh, Hallows Eve from Erica Schultz, Michael Downing, uh, Dowling, excuse me. Spider Gwen Shadow Clones issue one by Emily Kim and Key Zama. Are you going to get this for uh, Swagons? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I got to okay. flip through it and see what it's like. Uh, Spider Man Unforgiven issue one by Tim Seeley and Sid Cotain. And then I am Iron Man issue one by Marwea Ayodeli and uh, Aditan Akande. I think I actually got those both right. I apologize if I didn't. But we have two other first issues, Joe. I know one you wanted to highlight, one that I read that I'm very excited about, both from the same writer. Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm interested in the second one, um, and it's Cosmic Ghost Rider issue one, written by Stephanie Phillips, with art by uh, Juan Cabal uh, and Jonas uh, Scharf. Um, vengeance reawakened in a uh, far-flung corner of deep space frank castle has eked out a quiet existence his days as comic ghost rider uh finally behind him but across the universe a vicious bounty hunter is leaving a trail of bodies in his wake and his name is 
cosmic ghostwriter? When Frank's peaceful existence is shattered, he must suit up once more to face his most powerful, savage enemy yet himself. Uh, be there for the start of the sprawling space adventure with sh- uh, space adventure with shocking twists and turns in the saga of Cosmic Ghost Rider. So, very unfamiliar with Cosmic Ghost Rider, um, but love Stephanie Phillips um, mm. writing. So, this is what I definitely want to check out. Yeah, people like Cosmic Ghost Rider quite a bit. So, um, give that a look. You know, I I wasn't gonna, um, you know, so give it a look if you want first crack at it. By all means, go ahead. Um, see if you, you want to end up calling dibs. But if not, let me know because I will uh, I will give it a look either way. Um, but the speaking of Stephanie Phillips, the title that I've been waiting for for a little bit is Rogue and Gambit issue one. Stephanie Phillips is the writer. Carlos Gomez is the artist. And we've gotten a Rogan Gambit series a while back with Kelly Thompson that turned into Mr. and Mrs. X, and I really liked her work on both those characters quite a bit. Gambit is a character who, both of them are characters I really, really like. I mean, Gambit's one of my all-time characters. Probably my, Wolverine was probably my first favorite superhero, then then Gambit once I got to know him. But I will say, with Gambit, uh, there have been times over the years where he hasn't been immensely well written and i get that's like one that's one of the few characters where i can get frustrated with that whether it's his writing or sometimes the stories it's more so about how he's written and it's difficult um so that's the first thing that i'm looking at when i'm when i'm reading you know stephanie phillips writing because kelly thompson did an awesome job with it um in the dynamic with the two she did great and then rogan gambit i read this first issue and i'm like yes like it did not take me long the first couple pages gambit and right away, it's like, thank you for starting it this way. This is exactly like how Gambit, need, like you have his voice, you have it, and I, I love it. And then Rogue is well done as well, which is also not necessarily easy to do. Um, but I really like the start of this. Destiny is involved, who's Rogue's like stepmother. Uh, yeah, kind of stepmother because of Mystique. So it's uh, it's an interesting dynamic there um, with her, Rogue, and with Gambit there. So I, I thought it was a really good start to the issue. The art is really good too. It feels very much like a lot of the X-Men universe stuff that we're getting. So I, I do appreciate that vibe because that's been good quality artwork across the board with all the X-Men stuff. But Rogue and Gambit, really strong start. Very excited after the first issue. Love that. Absolutely. Because I love his characters too. And what I was going to say is to my right here, you can't see it, but I've got four Funko Pops. I've got my X-Men, the animated series book um, that I bought a while back. And then in front of it is Funko Pops of Wolverine. Next to him is Rogue. Next to her is Gambit. And next to him is Nightcrawler. Nice. Yeah, Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler, yeah. man. He's, he's an yeah. all-time for me, too. Um, it's weird. Like, he was only in, like, what, like one or two. Like, he, there was only one, I think, X-Men the Animated Series episode of him. Like, that, that was, like, where he was at the center of things. And it was a really good one. But, yeah. um, but obviously, like, I've seen him plenty, plenty elsewhere. Um, all right. So, let's move over to DC. No books that you and I want to highlight this week. So, I'll uh, try and be quick with this. Detective Comics 1069. Nice. Nice. Uh, act- Action Comics 1052, Batman versus Robin 5, The Human Target issue 12. Actually, did you did you fall off on this this one? Because you like I gotta read the second. I love the first series, uh, the first arc. I just I fell behind on the second arc, so I'm just I'm trade waiting for it now, and I'll just read it all at once. Gotcha. Harley Quinn 27, The Riddler, Year One, Issue 3, Tim Drake, Robin, Issue 6, Stargirl, The Lost Children, Issue 4. Punchline, The Gotham Game, Issue 5, Sergeant Rock versus the Army of the Dead, Issue 6, Gotham Knights, Gilded City, Issue 5, Blue Beetle, Graduation Day, Issue 4, 
Sandman Universe, The Dead Boy Detectives, uh, Joe's favorite series, issue three. Uh, um, Batman, The Audio Adventures, issue five. I still haven't looked at Nightmare Country, and I got it because of how much that freaked you the fuck out. Um, Shazam, Fury of the Gods, special Shazamily Matters, issue one. I don't, I mean. This is Get the little- fuck out of here with that fucking title Jesus uh, Christ. you got a variety of artists and uh, writers included on this one and we're just gonna leave them alone uh and then we got although Dave- i will say they got they got actor the actors and actresses that were in the movie to do some writing so like zachary oh. levi so it's a it's a 96 page book and they've got it's a series of short stories so zachary oh. levi adrian brody for example that's Adam um, Brody. I don't think that's Adrian Brody. Adam Brody, yeah, Jesus. That don't think- yeah, just, the, <laughs> the piano meets Shazam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And then to wrap up the DC stuff, we got DCRWBY issue one from Marguerite Bennett and Megan Hetrick. Um, yeah, I, that's not something we're reading. So anyways, yeah. let's move over to Image. All righty, so uh, not a ton uh, by image, but a couple of doozies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for um, you know continuing series, uh, we have Ordinary Gods issue ten, which I am woefully behind on. I again, I need to just like, I need to read this all at once because so much happens and there's been so much time yeah. in between issues. I completely forgot my fucking old ass brain can't can't remember it all. Mm-hmm. Um, with Savage Dragon. Um, issue 264 um, but we do have three books uh, that we want to discuss so uh, let's discuss the two ongoing books first and then we'll get into the uh, the new book that drops this week okay i'll start us off with um with radiant black so issue 22 is out this week and obviously we've gotten some news from kyle higgins recently too about the big war that's coming it's, i think it's issue 25 of radiant black a lo- obviously a lot going on in the massive first joe and i can't talk about it enough um it's funny because like kyle started this and there you know, obviously marvel has a shared universe in dc and there are like i feel like there were other shared universes in some capacity but it, to me it just feels like Radiant Black did it, and now everybody else is trying to like do the same thing and capitalize on it and expand on it. And some of it I'm here for, but some of it I'm I'm like, really? Like it's just like try to, come on, like to take it easy. But hey, Kyle's a trendsetter, and obviously he's done really well um, over there. And um, I've had Michael Busatil on a little while back. Um, but anyways, so this issue. I, for me, as someone who has like a writing background from work and everything like that, and you know, obviously in sports uh, primarily, um, this was like an interesting experience, like reading this because I wonder how much of this kind of comes from Kyle's life. Like I know he's because Kyle said he's more. Which which character did he say he's more like? Um, Not Marshall, the other guy. Yeah. Uh, um. <laughs> Why are, we, why are we blanking on his well, name? Well, I'm right? turning 41 in two weeks, so I have an excuse. Okay. I can't remember. Suffering yeah. from CRS. Can't remember shit. Uh, <laughs> anyways, um, I thought that it was really interesting, like, seeing this, like, seeing what he's pulling from here. And there's, like, a huge betrayal in this issue. And, like, yeah, in terms of, like, the larger, like, Radiant Black story, it feels like, yeah, you know, the ending's very surprising, but I don't know how much it's impacting the rest of it outside of the ending, which could have some serious ramifications um, for the title. But I was like blown. I, I just found it very interesting reading the whole thing, seeing what this character's going through. We haven't had Kyle on a long time, but I would love to ask him like, 
is this from like your experience or do you know someone who this Nathan happened to? and Marshall, Nathan and Marshall. Jeez. So I was like, what? Uh, yeah. Nate. Yeah. So anyways, I'm just curious, like, did this happen to you or somebody you knew? Because this is, that was, that's brutal. If that's the case, man. Yeah. That, that, that felt deeply personal. Uh, when you read the book, uh, you, you'll know what we're talking about. Uh, cause this was, uh, this was very focused. Um, you know, on Nathan uh, and him sort of, uh, you know, rekindling, you know, it's just, it's been building up to this a little bit. So since he's, you know, awakened, uh, you know, uh, from his coma for you know, the past, you know, several issues. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been built up to it. So this, like I said, this felt very personal. Uh, like this came from a very personal space. So like, I, I, I do wonder if it was, it's either happened to him or someone he knew, and it was a story he wanted to to kind of share because uh, mm-hmm. uh, it was pretty wild. Yeah, it it was. Um, and speaking of wild, too, moving over to King Spawn issue twenty. Oh man! So we've been so there was like a I don't know if it was issue eighteen or nineteen where obviously this is you know start of the third arc and everything like that. So it felt like okay, we're taking a little sidestep from what's going on from the larger story, kind of developing things, but. In this issue, they bring, Sean brings it together. And I was like, this is why it's all related. So I really appreciated that because I was like curious what was going on there. Um, and But it's like, you, I, I was like, okay, we get a connection here. Makes sense. But then it blows up and it's like, no, there's an even greater bit of like craziness going on here. And in the course of it, Javi Fernandez, we talk about his artwork probably more than anybody on here. I might be wrong, but it, it, he's up there. He has some of like this... Uh, I feel like we say this every month or at least every other month, some of his best work in this issue, freaking crazy. Like there's a, this, a, a vertical spread. He's got uh, uh, some epic splash pages of spawn. I mean, there's one image of him like holding this sword that looks so fucking sick. So it's just awesome. Awesome stuff. I, um, I, I mean, this is another great issue. I can't say enough. Like if you're only going to read one spawn book and you have not, you do not have to have read any spawn book prior to, Get started on King Spawn. The collected issues are out there, and it just continue. Like the, whether you love the art, love the story, or both, you're getting everything here. Love that. Well, I can't wait to read this one because the buildup over the last several issues, and I had the benefit of just reading them, uh, is really something else. And again, Fernandez's art. I mean, that's why he's he was our artist of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just excellent, excellent stuff. So yeah, that that is that is. Uh, a really great thing about this series too as you mentioned like read it from the get-go king spawn issue one and and you'll be fine 100 mm-hmm. and speaking of issue ones there is one from image this week and you automatically have dibs on this because you called dibs on the all the lemire stuff that's over at image like when that got announced right yeah, damn right I did, son. Some, some would call my, that uh, bullshit, but who knows? Well, you know, well so get rid of the what's new banner for a second mm. for those watching. If you get we get rid of this what's new banner, read, read what it says there. <clears throat> Take your dibs and shove it, <laughs> baby. Uh, but anyways, coming back, coming back down there, let's go to reality here. Mm. Um, Phantom Road issue one, uh, written by Jeff Lemire with art by uh, Gabriel Hernandez Walta. This is the team that was on Sentient, uh, you know, with colors with Jordi Belair. Um, such a great team. Lemire is just one, just plain and simple, one of my favorite writers, one of my favorite storytellers. And 
you know, what he's been doing, you know, with, with the horror stuff lately has been excellent. And so um, Dom is a long haul truck driver attempting to stay ahead of his tragic past when he stops one night to assist Bertie, who has been in a massive car crash. They pull an artifact from the wreckage that throws their lives into fifth gear. Suddenly, typical midnight run has a typical midnight run has become a frantic journey through surreal world where Dom and Birdie find themselves in the quarry of a strange and impossible monsters. Um, this was dubbed as uh, Grindhouse Horror meets Supernatural Fantasy. So that alone, right there, that's the elevator pitch. You know, mm -hmm. I'm in, and this is just a mini series, so I imagine it's only going to probably be about six issues. Mm -hmm. um but reading this you know last night it's just it's so fucking good because i've said this time and time again it's it, it, you know him and, and 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 chip you know they're they're two of the best just character writers because there's there's mm -hmm. something about how they just sort of are able to tap into you know the human psyche convey emotion and have you feel it right lemire i think might be the best at that he's he's tremendous but you get these you get these awesome panels with you know with, with gabriel hernandez walter where he's just what the fuck is going on here holy shit um and it's not quite to love like because andrea uh, sorrentino is on an abstract level of his own hmm. uh but there's just some great like some some great panels here where you're like holy shit what is this? The creep factor is is up there, and I think it's an interesting story. I still I need to read Devil's Highway because um, I feel like that's a good trucker sort of horror story on its own, and so yeah. uh, I I can't compare the two because I haven't read the two of them yet. But I like this idea, like because to me it seems like you could create a lot of really great horror stories yes. by someone alone on the highway just driving uh, driving a, a fucking truck, and um, so it was a great start. Love the art. The, the coloring, you know, is also great because you've just got this, this constant sense of, you know, foreboding and, like, what the fuck's going to happen next? And it's just the first issue. So, knocks it out of the park. Absolutely enjoyed it. Can't wait to see where it goes. Nice. Nice. Yeah, that's uh... – I'm. Uh, I mean, I wish I was uh, reading it, but but alas, here we are. I actually had to explain uh, the the show came up when I was at um, my local comic shop last week. I don't bring it up often when I go to those places just because I want to just be able to talk to you know the person and, and hear what they had to say about a bunch of stuff. And what, but I brought up the the I had to explain dibs because they're like, oh, why aren't you picking up the Titan book? And I was like, listen, <sighs> my partner's an asshole. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> so if I if I hear this again, because if, if that person's always there on Thursdays, and that's when I usually go, if I if I see them again, they like, we talked about Lemire before, and I'm like, yeah, if I, they say like, why aren't you picking that up? Well, dibs. I I let's see if I have to explain that. I'm just gonna say dibs. See if I don't yeah. have to say anything else. <laughs> um, but uh, one book that you did not call dibs on comes from Skybound, and we both really like this. Absolutely would have been a TLDR worthy book. Not The Walking Dead Deluxe Issue 58, which is out this week, but I Hate This Place Issue 6 from Kyle Starks. Uh, it's I feel like it's been a while since we got um, another issue that, and of course, the artist is Artyom Toplin, um, the, uh, co Kyle's co-creator on this, and we get an introduction to a new character, oh. new player, and I mean, perfect, awesome. Yeah. I mean, you definitely need to have read the first arc, right? Because this is kicking off the uh, kicking off. Yes, it's either kicking off the second. Yeah, it's kicking off the second arc, 
And uh, but man, this might be my favorite issue yet because this was, I think, and 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 don't get me wrong, the first five issues of uh, I hate this place, or as under its other title, I fucking hate this place. Um, it got it got really messed up. This issue was fucked up. Mm. Oh man, and it was it was great storytelling. Um, you you get that horror vibe in a much much different sense, right? The monsters weren't the the scariest thing, you know, that we we get in these pages and got in these pages. Um, so just again, an excellent series. I think a must read series. Yeah, I I agree. And Kyle Starks is like on fire right now because there's another title that he's working on that I'll talk about in a bit. But yeah, like I love the the character like right away. We get we meet this new character first page and you don't know who it is, but it's like this this dude is like he's gonna be a fucking problem and he's got like two other like wacko like henchmen yeah. that are with him too that look like really shifty like unhinged motherfuckers. Unhinged, yeah, is putting it lightly. Yes, um, so it's good. Yeah, I mean, and it's actually, and I'm looking again at the the second page of the issue, and it's like, oh, that's right, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, boy, great, great tone setter for mm-hmm. who this character is what he makes his henchmen do absolutely love it so yeah pick get started on i hate this place if you haven't already um it's it's been a it's been a fun ride so far from boom real quick magic the gathering issue 24 buffy the last vampire slayer special issue one uh we got a few from dark horse joe uh do you want to rattle those off for me real quick yeah so we have star wars hyperspace stories uh issue four uh, we have um, Koschi in Hell, issue three, uh, Castle Full of Blackbirds, issue four. Uh, and then we have a book I picked up uh, mm. or I, I, I plan on reading, I should say, uh, Skull and Bones, Savage Storm, issue one, written by John Jackson Miller with art by James Mishler. And this is a comic uh, based on the video game, uh, the upcoming Ubisoft Skull and Bones game. So I'm familiar yeah. with the game. But it's number one. Uh, Dark Horse is 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 quickly becoming one of those uh, studios now for us. Where number ones, we're putting them on our must read list. Yeah, I'm interested in this one. Like I, I, I was same way. Like what, I thought, oh, is it like from a video game that's already been played? Nope, it's a it's a new upcoming video game. So that I can give it a look and not feel like I'm missing out on uh, on a lot. So um, I'm I'm interested in this. Um, but if there is a Dark Horse book that you should be reading. And well, The Witcher is really right, is right up there too. But I am in love with Where Monsters Lie. I am so glad that I fucking stole this one from you, you rat bastard. You still stole so many good ones from me, especially horror. And this one, like, as soon as I saw the first page, I was just like, oh, I'm taking this shit. Like, I, I, I went, what yep. book are you talking about? I had, mm. Okay, take it. Huh? Yep. Oh, my God. And I read the first issue and I was like, and again, this is Kyle Starks writing this one. Um, the artist on this one is Peter Kowalski. And I'm just like, I I read the whole issue. I'm like, that was such a good first issue. And I'm like, yeah. well, what the fuck's going to happen? Like, how is this not going to end so quickly? Now we did, um, like we did talk to Dark Horse, and like this is a limited series right now, but that doesn't mean they can't do more with it. You see this happen with other publishing houses, of course, where they start off as a limited series and then it it expands. And there's absolutely potential for this to expand. And the character that they, they they set a great tone in the first issue. And then there's a character you meet in the course of things as the, as the police end up arriving in this, like this gated community full of like all these like 
textbook like horror type characters and you kind of got to know him a little bit but then in this issue they really dive more into him and you get to know him um and then you see how the rest of shit kind of unfolds and it, it's um it, like the way this goes in this issue yes they could go and do this one story and it will be awesome i will talk about this as soon as this this is done because after the second issue it's like i i, I mean it's great kyle Stark is kicking ass but i really hope that Dark Horse, like that everybody else is checking this out because then that means Dark Horse is going to want more of this from Kyle Stark, Starks and uh, Peter Kowalski. And I, I really hope so because it's just, it's so, the first two issues made are fucking top notch. I love that. I absolutely love that. And, and I can't wait until I can, I can start reading it. I, I, I don't know when the shift was. We've been doing this for a few years now. And I mean, we've obviously read Dark Horse books, mm. you know, um, throughout the years but i feel like they've just been on a massive heater mm -hmm. like the past year and and i don't know if that's just because we've just in general been reading more or you know there's been something where just like i feel like you know the batting average the slugging percentage that you know the, mm -hmm. the on base has just been at a, at a much higher rate than it has been before because you know we're obviously we're always going to be checking out marvel uh, DC and image, right? Th those are the big three. And then, you know, it started off for me with boom, and then it quickly became AWA. And, you know, as I said, you know, a few moments ago, like dark horse has now become a studio. They put out a number one yeah. each week. One of us mm -hmm. is going to read it where I feel like maybe in the past we might, we might not have. And, and, and so maybe that's an us thing where we've mm -hmm. just become more hip to what they, and they've been doing this for a while. And, it's been our ignorance in the past or if there's been a bit of a shift and they've sort of kicked things into overdrive, but regardless, mm -hmm. like they've been putting out some really, really great stuff. Well, the, so before we did the show, there was like some dark horse stuff that I read here and there. Like, I mean, Hellboy is a character who I've, oh, Harold County, read, right? right? Harold County for you. So like we have read some stuff. Um, but also like what we, we, I think is easy for you and I to lose sight of because like we started this in the middle of the pandemic in the heart of it in like August of 2020. So like, it's been a very like different time um, for the publishing industry. I mean, look at boom, right. They were putting out, they, they're now to me back to normal in terms of the volume they're putting out week to week. I felt like it was always four from them and like a week ish. And then it became like two a week for a period of time. You had the printing issues and everything like that. So that, that could also be part of it. Um, but I, you know, I will say too, like we have this with dark horse, like we're, we're like, we're reading, like giving more of their stuff a look. And then like, you know, boom is like, it's, we've always been like that about boom, but I feel like even more so we're getting more from them again, where we talk about image where you and I sometimes say like, Oh, it feels like we haven't given like image, uh, like a, a new look at an image thing. That's not like in the massive verse or from a creator that we already know in some capacity. It's, um, I think that's happening to us because like we're trying to expand and like, look mm. at a dark, look at vault more, you know, uh, you know, boom, you know, AWA, you know, some of the other publishers too. Like we try and dabble uh, a little bit more elsewhere. So that could be why that happens. But um, anyways, let's, let's get moving because we are, uh, we're setting for the long pace for the longest um, solicit that we've ever done, even though we haven't, you know, I know we haven't done one in a bit, but uh, let's see, we got, uh, that was dark horse. We got IDW Sonic the Hedgehog 58, my Little Pony, Issue 10, just did uh, the news dump with Mac, and he confirmed that it's still his favorite title. Uh, Breath of Shadows, Issue 2, Aftershock. We got 
All Night and Every Day, issue one by Ray Fox and Andrea Fratella. Uh, from Titan, Star Trek Explorer, issue six. Dynamite, we got Unbreakable, Red Sonia, issue four. And Purgatory Must Die, issue three. And then from Artist Elite Comics, we got Artist Elite, Elite Presents, issue six. And then before we get to the second week of March, Joe, we do have a book from AWA. I did not realize we had the freaking review copy for this because there have been some changes over there. Um, so I did not get a chance to read this yet, um, but you did. I did, baby. Uh, we've been looking forward to this one for a while. Uh, Red Zone, issue one, written by a friend of the show, Colin Bunn, and uh, art by Mike Diodato. Uh, we, I remember, we, we've been looking, I remember when we had, uh, Axelon, we talked about this, right? Mm -hmm. The last time we had it, this book is going to be absolutely fantastic. Randall Crane, an unassuming American professor of Russian and Slavic studies at NYU, is called in by the U.S. government for a secret international mission back to Russia, where his long-buried secrets come to light. When his support team of commandos is ambushed and killed, it's up to Randall to fight his way out of Russia using his particular set of skills. Um, Excellent. Excellent, mm. excellent, 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 excellent. They they do a really good job of uh, in this first issue, sort of building this character up a little bit, kind of doing the whole Clark Kent Superman thing, where mm. he's not quite like a bumbling doofus, mild mannered professor. You just you kind of believe that he's a you know he is a uh, just a regular old professor who you know this is his you know. Um, area of expertise um and and he you know they need him to make contact with an old uh, acquaintance of his mm -hmm. um but they do a really sort of great job of just sort of dropping some some breadcrumbs right good storytelling will do that and then you get to the end of the first issue and you just go fuck there it is they they set their hooks they're pulling this they're, they're pulling this big old hus of a catfish in they reeled me in they got me you know nice. and, and so i can't wait again can't wait for the second issue. That's that's what AWA does uh, consistently, and you know I love Cullen Bunn's writing, and I I love that he's doing something you know again at AWA. So mm -hmm. again, and, and 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 the other thing is Mike Diodato's art. It's always so epic. You know we've seen a lot of it in the Resistance universe. We see it with his great cover work, but when he you know when he's doing his interiors. There's a realism to it, but also this great sort of epic comic book feel to it at the same time. Mm. Um, it's just, it's so good. It is so, so good. This is, again, a must read for, for, for anyone. Yeah, except you almost didn't want to let me read it. Your motherfucker tries to call dibs on it after we agreed we're not going to call dibs on this because you took Trojan, I took Black Tape, and they're like, we're not going to, I said it, we're not going to do this with Cullen's book. And you're like, okay. Fine. Like you didn't put up a fight, no stink, nothing. So, sounds like fake news. After he reads it, and he's like, by the way, dibs on, on Cullen's AWA book. I'm like, <laughs> we talked about this. We're both reading Red Zone. Yeah. I told you I suffer from CRS. I completely forgot. <laughs> yeah, there's no yeah, there's no denying that. Let's get moving um on uh the week of the eighth, the second week of March, as we really start to dig into finally our uh solicit at a record pace show. Kick us off with Marvel please yeah and before the show go no i don't think uh this this one will take us any longer than usual yeah. uh so that's from good, marvel that's, a good, that's a, another one of your strengths too yeah 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 uh, mm. uh so <laughs> 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 we, 
moving to uh, March 3, 8, 23. New comic book day from Marvel. We have The Amazing Spider-Man issue 21, Moon Knight issue 21, X-Men issue 20, The Avengers issue 66, Fantastic Four issue 5, Scarlet Wish, Scarlet Witch issue 3, Bounty Hunters issue 32, Star Wars Bounty Hunters issue 32, mm-hmm. Nightcrawlers issue 2, uh, Mary Jane Black Cat issue 4, Black Panther issue 15, Star Wars The High Republic issue 6, Silver Surfer Ghost Light issue 2, um, Bloodline Daughter of Blade issue 1, Star Wars Sanastaros issue 2, and then we have a, a selection of number 1s here. We have X-23 Deadly Regenesis issue 1 written by Erica Schultz with art by Edgar Salazar. I give this one a look. I'm interested. Yeah, X-23. Yeah. yeah, she's a great character. Um, mm-hmm. New Mutants uh, Lethal Legend issue 1 written by Charlie Jane Anders uh, with art by Anid Balam and uh, Elisabetta D'Amico. And we have just kind of make sure that people know. Right? Yeah. Legion. And that's what I said, right? You said legend. Know. Oh, Jesus. Um, legend. Second time. I, I let it go on another thing, but not, not that one. <laughs> I got to put my foot down somewhere, Joe. Damn it. Uh, and then Predator uh, issue one written by Ed Brisson uh, with art by uh, Nitho Diaz. I'm not um, a Predator guy, but Ed Brisson does a good job. Ed Brisson's fantastic. What do we got from DC, Nicholas? Batman 133, The Flash 794, Poison Ivy issue 10, which that did get turned into an ongoing series. That was going to be 12 issues. I talked about it on the show recently. Very excited about that. Batman Joker, Deadly Duo issue 5, Joker, Man Who Stopped Laughing issue 6, Monkey Prince issue 12. Then we got a pair of first issues. There's The Flash, One Minute War, Start the Clock issue 1 from Jeremy Adams and Roger Cruz. And then, Joe, we have a book that you wanted to dig into from uh, Tom Taylor. Well, yeah, it's Tom Taylor, right? We're, we're going to read it. But that's what I'm looking forward to. Um, Adventures of Superman, John Kent, issue one. So he's going back to John Kent, uh, his last run that ended, and Superman is now back. And now we've got you know Superman uh, being written by Joshua Williamson. So now we get to see Taylor return to John Kent, tell his own sort of John Kent-centered story here. So I'm looking forward to this. Nice, nice. Um, why don't you give us what we got coming from Image then? Image. Now, this is a week, baby. This mm. is a week from Image. We have Spawn issue 339, The Return of Noctera with Noctera issue 12, Gunslinger Spawn issue 18, Rogue Sun issue 11, Two Graves issue 5, Blood Tree issue 2, Almighty issue 2, Gospel issue 5, and then we have a couple of number ones here. We have Stoneheart issue one written and drawn by Emma Kubert and Ark issue one written by Matt Hawkins with art by Ryan Caddy. Mm, yeah, Matt Hawkins did, um, what the hell was it? Uh, Aphrodite 9, mm-hmm. which I talked about on the show a while back. We both uh, did. Yeah, yep, that's right. Yeah. Um, let's see. From Boom, we got Know Your Station issue for what you are reading. And then from, let me roll through some of these others before we get to Dark Horse, because I know there's one book from there you want to dig into. Uh, from IDW, TMNT, The Armageddon Game, The Alliance, Issue 5. AWA, the book that's going to break up the show. Black Snake! Snake! Issue 2. Vault, careful what you wish for. West of Sundown, Issue 9. Uh, Titan, Blade Runner, 2039, Issue 4. Ablaze, Traveling to Mars, Issue 4. Dynamite, Vampirella versus Red Sonia, issue five, and Cherish, issue five. 
from Aftershock. We got Ridgeline issue one from P PJ Tagal, Tagal, um, and Roberta in Granada. Um, but we got them from Dark Horse Assassin's Apprentice issue four, Space Job issue two, and Joe, a book you've been waiting to talk about for a while. Yeah, real quick, Space Job issue two. That was the more that was one of the the wackiest, most bizarre mm. first issues I've read in a long time. Um, and I kind of can't wait for issue two there. Uh, but uh finally, 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 you know, uh this is one of the original uh books. Uh this is the second book to drop from Scott Tober way back when on Comicsology, now uh being um released in print through Dark Horse is the clear issue one written by Scott Snyder with art by uh Francis Manipal. And I absolutely love this book. I've I've talked about it a lot. I write, you know, wrote wrote several reviews uh about this way back when. Uh, but Snyder's storytelling, uh Manipal's art is yeah. it's absolutely electric um on all levels. This is a great sort of, you know, again, it's got this futuristic noir kind of feel to it. This multi it's it's got a lot of Maltese Falcon vibes to it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even with the name of you know the main character, um Sam Dunes uh, is, is is very sort of similar to to the main character in Maltese Falcon. But this is this is a great book. This is a must read. Um, in the not too distant future, mankind no longer sees the world as it truly is. The invention of neurological filters has made it so no so um, one can view reality however they may choose. Um, so I just think that's a great premise. So mm. you know, we all, you know, the, the old saying, you know, you see the world through rose colored glasses. You want to do that, you can do it. You you, you want to go out there and you want to see sunshine and fucking lollipops, you see sunshine and fucking lollipops. You want to go out there and live the last of us, you, you can see the world that way. It's such a, a great concept, but the way Snyder writes, you know, the characters here tells this story, how it unfolds, you know, how it ends. It's absolutely brilliant. So if you didn't read this initially when it was on Comicsology and you're hopping on it now for the first time, fucking do mm. it. The storytelling and the art is absolutely amazing. Mm. Must be nice to be able to write that. Although I got Canary and I got a book of evil. So yeah, what the fuck you bitching about? Come on. Because why not? Um, let's see. Let's all right. We're in the third week now. Catch your breath real quick, Joe. We are in the third week of March. March 15th is new comic book day that week. Marvel, please. Okay, so we have Wolverine 31, Hulk issue 13, which I believe is the last issue. This one's being written by Ryan Otley, no longer by um, uh, Donnie Cates. Um, and mm. I believe this series is coming to an end with that issue. Uh, Miles Morales, Spider-Man issue four, uh, Captain Marvel issue 47, uh, Immoral X-Men issue two, um, Avengers Forever issue 15, Gold Goblin issue five, uh, Captain America, Symbol of Truth, Issue 11, uh, Yoda, Issue 5, Secret Invasion, Issue 5, Red Goblin, Issue 2, The Avengers, War Across Time, Issue 3, Bishop, War College, Issue 2, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, Issue 4, um, Hellcat, Issue 1, written by Christopher Cantwell, um, with uh, art by Alex Linz. And then we have the excellent issue one for which you did not tell me who the artist or the uh, writer is for that book. Which is written by Peter Milligan and drawn by Michael Allred. Of course. What the fuck, Joe? Um, <laughs> from, from, I, I was like, I when, it's been a while since we've done this. I was like, it's I know. It's been a while. 
I knew if it's a book that we're not interested in, just we're not going to write the synopsis down. Why are we wasting the space? Save a tree, you know? Um, but uh, but then I was like, oh, do we write down the artists and st- the stuff? It's like, nah, maybe not. I don't know. And I, I think I did it everywhere else but these two. Anyways, nope, nope. I'm seeing another place you didn't do it. Oh, I am right now, too. How about that? Oh, you know what? That, was because, that might have been because, eh, I don't know. Anyways, <clears throat> moving on. DC, uh, Batgirls 16, uh, Batman Inc. issue 6. Batman, The Adventure Continues, Season 3, Issue 3, Danger Street, Issue 4, Looney Tunes, 271, going on pretty strong right now, uh, The Batman and Scooby-Doo Mysteries, Issue 6, Wildcats, Issue 5, I knew, I keep fucking forgetting to include stuff in our, in, like, uh, <laughs> catching up, that's another book I just caught up on, how many times am I going to freaking do this, I gotta, I gotta write it down as soon as it happens, write it My down, God. Nicholas, but Issue 4 was really good, like, the, like, after, I had, like, the first issue, I was like, okay, it was fine, but it's really like moved in the right direction ever since. Um, so it, it, I, I really like where Wildcats is at right now. Um, and then we got a couple first issues. We got Lazarus Planet, Revenge of the Gods, issue one by uh, uh, and Multiversity. Harley Quinn screws up the DC issue one by Frank Thierry and Logan Fairbear, which I just think is a great concept with everything that's going on with. Uh, the DCU and the, the films and everything. And then uh, I highlighted this book for you because I thought it might be something that would interest you, especially with Christopher Priest writing it. Superman Lost Issue 1. Yeah, with art by Carlos uh, uh, Pagulian. Uh, Superman's Odyssey of Solitude. After Superman is called away on a routine Justice League mission, Lois awakens to find a complete stranger standing in her living room. The Man of Steel, home much sooner than expected, reveals he has, in fact, been lost in space for 20 years. Lost in space. (laughs) Nothing and no one seemed familiar to him anymore, and this timeless bond between them has been severed or has it. Can love conquer all Superman's 85th anniversary celebration? Bop, 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 10 issues long. Um, I'll definitely give the first issue of this uh, a go, no doubt. Nice. I'm glad I got that one right. Now, we got a couple first issues from Image out this week. Um, but before we get to that, take me through everything else that's hitting shelves. All right. So we have Jeff Lemire's Little Monsters, issue 11. Uh, Sean Lewis's The Scorched, issue 16. Mm-hmm. Um, I Hate Fairyland, issue 5. Time Before Time, issue 21, which I talked about um, on this program a while back. Image! Issue 11. (laughs) That was perfect. That was the best one you've ever done. Uh, Black Cloak, issue 3. Art Brute, issue 4. Declan Shalvey's... No, not Declan Shalvey. Nope. I have it up, but I'm going to give you a second so you can Uh. figure it out. No, I'm not going to figure it out. It's, it's Alex Pagnadel and yes! Casper. Ah, um, fucking yes, yeah. Alex, I apologize. All Against All, Issue 4, uh, with art by Casper uh, Wingard, a series that I absolutely love. Uh, Kaya, Issue 6, The Last Barbarians, Issue 2, Hexware, Issue 4, Flawed, Issue 6, Monarch, Issue 2, Nemesis, Reloaded, uh, Issue 3. <laughs> And then we have... reloaded. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Wait, before down. you get into the first issue, I read the first issue of Monarch. Didn't talk about it on here from that's from friend of the show Rodney Barnes. I really like that first issue. I was like, I don't, I don't know how this is going to go. Uh, that first issue was really good. So we'll see what the second one looks like, and maybe uh, dig into that when uh, that hits shelves. But uh, yeah, nice. we do got a couple first issues. So we have the Forge, uh, the Forged issue one, written by Greg Rucka and Eric uh, Trotman, with art by Mike Henderson. And then we have No One, Issue One, written by Kyle Higgins and Brian um, 
Bucoletto with art by uh, Geraldo Borges. Yeah. I mean, we've been talking, we've been mentioning no one for a while because what's so interesting about this um, being, and it's in the massive version. And again, massive verse does not mean that you have to read every single title to know what the hell is going on with any other individual title. Meaning you can know zero about the dead lucky and still read all of rogue son and be totally fine. It's really only for, that you need to know they exist. And even then it's for super massive, really where that stuff kind of matters. Um, so it's been, it's been, and then you have other characters that kind of jump in and out like shift who we've seen in the dead lucky recently quite a bit. And we've also seen in radiant black quite a bit, but it hasn't really like you still, you don't know the characters previously. They introduced them well. Um, so really been enjoying that. And then anytime we get something new in the Massiverse, it's interesting. But with no one, there's like a, po- a scripted podcast series that's going along with this too that I'm very excited about. I'll just go through the synopsis real quick, Joe. Ten months ago, the Richard Rowe murders shocked the city of Pittsburgh, which is uncharted territory for the Massiverse. In the months since, the killings have sparked a dangerous political movement, copycat killers, and a masked vigilante who's still determined to hold the powerful accountable. Not a symbol, not a hero. They could be anyone. They're no one. So I'm, I'm. I mean, we've been in on this since it got announced. I'm, I'm very yeah. excited. For yeah, and they're and they're doing something a little bit different too with the podcast. I think Pat and Oswald's attached to that as well as um, uh, 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 Jennifer Lee Cook, I believe, as well. Okay. Uh, so this should be this should be excellent. It should be a lot of fun to read. Mm-hmm. Then we got the Walking Dead Deluxe issue 59 from Skybound, of course, prints through image out the week of the 15th. Um, let's see. I'll just roll through all these other ones that we have left, Joe. From Boom, we got Berserker, your favorite title, issue 12, House of Slaughter 13, Behold, Behemoth, issue 4, which you've Excellent, been by the way. Yep. Mm-hmm. Harrow issue two, which I stole that one on you. Um, and I really like that first issue. You're not going to be happy that you have to wait on this book. Uh, the vampire. Slayer. About it. Oh, wow. Well, that's, that's, no, that's probably for the best for now. Um, the vampire slayer issue 12, dark horse, star Wars, the high Republic adventures issue three spy superb issue three, the end of at least the story. I don't know if it's going to be the end of this, the, the whole world. Like I feel like they can do more with spy superb. Um, but really like that so far. Uh, then we got Masters of the Universe, Masterverse, sorry, Masters of the Universe, Masterverse, Issue 2, White Savior, Issue 3, IDW, we got TMNT, The Last Ronin, The Lost Years, Issue 2, yeah? So what I'm going to say about this is that half this book is excellent, mm-hmm. and the other half is not great, Bob. <laughs> you don't not like great, the Tiny Bob. Turtles? <laughs> the Tiny Turtles. Get the fuck out of here. I don't need a new generation of turtles. It's the lost years. Give me what you say in there the in the fucking title. Give me the shit that happens leading up to where we are in the in, in uh the last run. And I don't I don't need these dopey looking baby turtles. You don't even <sighs> need to lead us up right to before the last one. You could there's some I feel like you could just yeah. go far back. I mean, there's a there's a you, you have that like was the a, best part of the first issue, was all that stuff, you know, with that particular turtle. Um mm-hmm. That's what I wanted. Way more. Anything else? Anything else is just. Yeah. Uh, TMNT, the Armageddon game, issue six, Star Trek, issue five, Star Trek Resurgence, issue five. And then for the only first issue from IDW that week is Star Trek Defiant, issue one by Christopher Cantwell and Angel Unzueta. Uh, AWA, Trojan, issue three, which Joe has dibs on. Uh, Ablaze, we got Family Time, issue four. 
Comicsology Retroverse issue four, and then from Dynamite we got Darkwing Duck issue three, Draculina Blood Simple issue two, uh, Lord of the Jungle issue four, and then of course your favorite title, Joe Madballs versus Garbage Pail Kids Time Again Slime Again issue two. All right, so that takes us to week four. Yes, sir. The week of the 22nd. Okay, so March 22nd, 23, new comic book day. From Marvel, we have The Amazing (laughs) Spider-Man, issue 22, Darth Vader, issue 22, She-Hulk, issue 11, Punisher, issue 10, Carnage, issue 11, Marauders, issue 12, Storm and the Brotherhood of Mutants, issue 2, Spider-Man The Lost Hunt, Wasp, issue 3, Extreme X-Men, issue 4, Joe Fixit issue three, Monica Rambeau issue uh, Photon issue four, uh, Tiger Division issue five, and then the number ones that we have coming out that week are Doctor Strange issue one, written by Jed McKay with art by Pasquale Ferry. Uh, we have Woman of Marvel uh, issue one, written by Various, and I'm going to assume drawn by Various as well. Seems like a collection of short stories. And then we have Avengers Rage of Ultron, Marvel Tells Issue 1, written by Rick Remender and with art by Jerome um, Opinia. Um, I love Rick Remender. Uh, this one I, I'll probably uh, give a glance at. Ooh, okay. Nice. Interesting. I did not expect that, but it d- does make sense with Remender, of course. Uh, from DC on the week of the 22nd, we got The Flash 795, Nightwing 102, Batman, Superman, World's Finest, Issue 13, Wonder Woman, 797, Superman 2, Catwoman 53, Deceased, War of the Undead Gods, Issue 7, Swamp Thing, not going to have to wait too long for this one, Joe, Swamp Thing, Green Hell, Issue 3, Black Adam, Issue 9, Stargirl, The Lost Children, Issue 5, Harley Quinn, The Animated Series, Legion of Bats, Issue 6, Fables, Issue 158, GCPD, the Blue Wall issue six, and then a pair of first issues. We got DC's Legion of Bloom issue one by various writers and artists. Again, source stories like you were talking about before. And then Batman One Bad Day, Raz Al Ghul issue one. Now, I don't know about you. We, we haven't really talked about these, but you, you haven't been checking these out, right? I, I, I haven't. No, but this one seems interesting because it's written by Tom Taylor with art by Ivan Rice. Yeah. So. And, and I might look at some of the other ones at some point, but they're like not at the top. They're not a high priority for me. But when this got announced, I was like, Tom Taylor's writing one. I'm going to look at that one. And Rajal Ghoul is just like a, is a very interesting character in general. Um, how about image books for the week of the 22nd? All right. We have Monstrous issue 44, Vanish, mm-hmm. thankfully, issue five. Speaking of Vanish, you get your book there, Nicholas? I did. Yeah, we talked about it. Did we just show it on the show? You, you should have had it ready to go. You know, you could show the fine people what it did looks I like. Not, it's it's signed. You did probably I not did. Put a picture up. No, I didn't put it on. I didn't bring it on the show. You're right about that. Your memory's not failing you there, but I thought I tweeted it out. I got. I've got me here now. You know, we had a prop for the show for the people watching. I mean, Nicholas I've had that prop for a while. Christ. Oh, I yeah, know, but I put it on. I put it on uh, Instagram. I did, and I said, "Okay, was, yeah, uh, good. Doesn't help me now. Should have had it at the ready. It's dropping. It should, anyways. Jesus, rookie. Yep. Uh, Undiscovered Country, issue 24. Radiant Pink, issue 4. Infernal Girl Red, issue 3. Plush, issue 5. The Magic Order 4, issue 3. Unnatural Blue Blood, issue 6. That's a Mirka Andolfo book. Uh, Mm. Torrent, issue 2. 
uh, Immortal Sergeant Issue 3, and then a number one, Nicholas, that you wanted to uh, discuss real quick. Yeah, um, this is like, you know, when we talk about with Image, where it feels like we haven't given as many, like, first issues a new look unless we know the creators or know, like, the thing, like, in the massive verse or something to that degree. It's like, you know, I don't, like, we, I don't like doing that. Like, I want to check out Image, you know, first issues, but there's a lot of good stuff elsewhere, too. So, it, you know, it does get tough at times. But I see this premise, and that's all a good premise is always going to, or a premise that's in my realm is always going to bring me in. Dead Romans issue one by Fred Kennedy and Nick Mar Marinkovich, I believe they say his name. Um, <clears throat> Arminus, a Germanic prince raised in Rome has sworn vengeance against the empire that butchers his people. He wants to make a queen of the, the woman he loves, Heronia, a fellow slave. Now, 50,000 Romans will die to give her a throne she never asked for or wanted. Lush, beautiful illustrations bring to life a brutal tale of love and war from the birth of the Roman empire. It is also a mini series too. So it's like, you know, a little bit less of an investment and everything, but so I'm going to give that first issue a look and uh, report back on it when the time comes. Nice. Nice. Um, yeah. Let me rip through these real quick as well. Um, while, while we're at it, skybound, we have Stillwater, um, issue 18 written by Chip Zdarsky. It's been on, been on a bit of a break. Can't wait to get back into that. Um, and then from Boom, we have Grim issue nine, mm. which we talked about on the show just a couple weeks ago. Uh, Damn them all, issue six by Cy Spurrier. Mm -hmm. um, MMPR issue one oh six, again written by friend of the show Misty Flores. Uh, Dune House of Harkonnen issue three, so a really solid uh, week there uh, from Boom in terms of their ongoing series. But they have an issue one uh, dropping that week, and we know what the rule is. Boom one, read it. Uh, so we have Neighbors, issue one, written by Jude Ellison um, S. Doyle, with art by uh, Letizia uh, Cardonici. Cardonici? Um, sure. Uh, when Janet and Oliver uh, Gowdy move to a quaint midtown mountain town, uh, their daughter Casey becomes part of a horrific chain of events, revealing that their neighbors are anything but they seem. So you had me at a horrific chain of events, mm. and you had me at Boom, issue one. So uh, very much looking forward to this, uh, and, and and hopefully it's one I can go. Uh, I, I can I can dibs on your dumb ass. Mm -hmm. I don't know how I feel about that part. I, anyways, uh, speaking of dibs from Dark Horse, we got Blue Book issue two from James Tynion the fourth out in the week of the twenty second. Uh, Joe has that one under wraps. Star Wars: The High Republic Adventures issue four, which I do question if they're going to get two issues of that out in the same month, but that was what's on League of Comic Geek, so I went with it. Uh, then Gru Gods Against Gru issue four, and then Order and Outrage issue one by Jim Starlin and Rags. Morales. Uh, so that might give a look, but I'm not really certain on it. Uh, Joe, why don't you take us through with some of the, uh, the next few here? Yeah, I'll just rip us through until uh, week five. Uh, so from IDW, we have TMNT issue 138 um, and Earth Divers issue six. And then we have a number one from them, Godzilla Best of King uh, Ghidorah, uh, written by Various, drawn by Various, I'm going to assume. Uh, from Vault, we have Door by Door, Night by Night issue four, written by Cullen Bunt excellent series uh from titan we have uh cayman rider zero one issue three uh and moriarty clockwork uh empire um uh, issue two i have the first issue of that i'm dying to read it so oh. uh, hopefully that's um when i can read on i talk about catching up uh oh. from dynamite we have gargoyles issue four vampirilla strikes again issue 11 red sonya hell sonya issue four 
And from Comicsology, we have Ask for Mercy Season 4, Episode 6. I hate when you call comic book seasons. I think that is dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just um, lastly, from Source Point Press, we have a couple of number ones. Uh, Curse of Cleaver County, Issue 1, written by Garrett Gunn, with art by Kit Wallace. And Deep Dark, Issue 1, I'm assuming written and drawn by David Sundra. Yes, and I will say, too, on the Cleaver County front, too, that seems like an interesting one. It's an anthology series um, that uh, that might, might be worth giving a look if you're looking for some indie publisher stuff that uh, you know we don't talk about on the show a heck of a lot. Uh, but as you catch your breath, Joe, we turn towards the final week of March the week of the 29th. Uh, let's start off as we do with Marvel, please. All righty. So, uh, 329 23, new comic book day. This is a hell of a month for, uh, you know, for comics. Uh, Marvel, we have Daredevil issue 9, Thor oh. issue 32, Deadpool issue 5, The Invincible Iron Man issue 4, Star Wars The High Republic issue 7, Strange Academy finals issue 5. Star Wars, The High Republic, The Blade, Issue 4. Sabretooth and the Exiles, Issue 5. Planet Hulk, Windbreaker, uh, Worldbreaker, sorry, Issue 5. Betsy Braddock, Captain Britain, Issue 2. And then a slew of number ones, which I'll just rattle off real quick. We have Avengers Beyond, Issue 1, written by Derek Landy with art by Greg Land. We have Venom, Lethal Protector 2, Issue 1, written by David uh, Michelini with art by uh, Farid uh, Karami. Uh, we have Clobber in Time, Issue 1, written and draw by, drawn by Steve Scroach. Uh, we have X-Men Unforgiven, Issue 1, uh, written by Tim Seeley with art by Sid um, Koshian. Uh, this one I might give a look because I really dig in Tim Seeley's work lately. Um, yeah. It's Jeff. I'm Jeff. Uh, issue one, uh, written by Kelly Thompson, uh, with art by uh, Gui Hiru. And then lastly, we have Star Wars Return of the Jedi Jabba's Palace, issue one, written by Mark Guggenheim, with art by Alessandro uh, Miracolo. Side note, kind of feel like I nailed some of these names today. You did a really good job with the names, <laughs> it's the titles that you had, Morris. <laughs> <laughs> Dying, I'm like trying to hold it in over here over Planet Hulk Windbreaker. That's the last thing when you just ripping farts, yeah, across the universe. Oh man, but um, I will say with um, when it comes to so it's Jeff for those who don't know, Jeff the Land Shark, I believe is Gwenpool. Um, her, yeah, because I'm Jeff. Up, yep, he ends up playing with uh, hanging out with Deadpool at one point too. Um, so that's who that character is. Is definitely a, a, a kid's. It seems like a kid's title at least. And then the Star Wars thing. I guess they're going to start doing some stuff for Return of the Jedi. It looks like some some like one offs with it as to like grow that story. I don't know. Um, but might be a collector's thing. I think more Just than anything. Give us new stuff. Uh, sure. I'm not. I'm not going to fight you there. Um, let's see. Uh, D- DC. We got Detective Comics 1070, Action Comics 1053, Dark Knights of Steel. Issue 10, which is it's a great series. Harley Quinn, 28. Justice Society of America, Issue 4. Gotham City, Year 1, Issue 6. Tim Drake, Robin, Issue 7. Lazarus Planet, Revenge of the Gods, Issue 2. Punchline, The Gotham Game, Issue 6. Batman, Gotham Knights, Gilded City, Issue 6. Blue Beetle, Graduation Day, Issue 5. The Sandman Universe, The Dead Boy Detectives, Issue 4. Batman, The Audio Adventures, Issue 6. And then DCRWBY, 
issue two. Um, then we got a pair of first issues from DC this week. Unstoppable Doom Patrol issue one by Dennis Culver and Chris Burnham. And then Waller versus Wildstorm issue one by Evan Narcisse uh, and Spencer Ackerman. And the art is by Jesus Marino. Um, and Jorge Fornes is the, co- the main cover for this, which is like made me in on this series since I saw that cover. Um, and it just, I mean, never mind like the characters that are there. So I love that style, but that's the, the kind of thing that definitely used to happen to me as a kid. It's like, oh, I see this cover and I see this art. It's cool. And then I open it up. And it's like, wait, this isn't nah, what I was expecting. But, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but cool characters in the mix. It looks like Deathstroke's going to be in the mix. Amanda Waller, among others. So uh, I'm excited to, to check this one out and give it a look. Uh, let's go to Image, though. Okay, so uh, from Image, we have King Spawn, issue 21. Saga, issue 63. Spawn, issue 340. Radiant Black, issue 23. Uh, Junkyard Joe, issue 6. Bloodstained Teeth, issue 10. Philadelphia issue 29. Uh, Hitomi, issue 5. Lovesick, issue 6. Local Man, issue 2. By the way, Local Man, I forgot to put that on my catching up. Excellent. Again, yeah. Tim Steely. Excellent. Oh, okay. Um, I saw some, some, some buzz about that on Twitter. That's good. Nice. Yeah, excellent. Uh, Savage Dragon, issue uh, 265. Uh, Voyages, uh, issue 5. And it's a Mark Millar book. I feel like you should call dibs on this. Well, I uh, was gonna, but then I had another one that I called dibs on, and I was like, oh, you know, I called dibs on both. If you want, <laughs> this, is why I, this, is why, this is why I was buttering you up, but I called you the nice guy. Uh, <laughs> Give me something and then take it away. But um, the, the Ambassadors, issue 1, written by Mark Millar. Um, and Frank quietly, uh, the most ambitious comic book of all time is finally here. Imagine you could gift superpowers to six people in a world of eight billion. Oh, Who do right. you choose? Join six of the greatest artists in the industry for an enormous story about ordinary people from around the world explaining uh, why it should be them. So excellent premise to this. Mm, I remember hearing about this a while back. I sh- actually should have called dibs on this one. But I actually did call dibs on Indigo Children, issue one, by Kurt Pyers, Ro- uh, Rockwell White, and Alex Diotto. Because uh, this, Joe, is Radiant Black meets Department of Truth in this action-packed sci-fi mystery epic as journalist Donovan Price hunts down the extraordinary gifted Indigo children after their mysterious disappearance 15 years prior. I mean, this book's going to have to be something else if it's if it's setting its bar as those two books. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like you're setting yourself up to be let down, but you take dibs, buddy. Okay. All you right. take dibs. Uh-huh. <laughs> Think twice about it. Uh, from Boom, we have Briar issue four, mm-hmm. um, MMPR TMNT volume two, issue four. Uh, Something is killing the children, issue 30. Um, Once upon a time at the end of the world, issue five. The approach, issue five. Mostly issue three. All those books fucking kick ass. Mm-hmm. Um, from Dark Horse, we have Hellboy in Love, issue four. Um, it's only Teenage Wasteland. Oh, yeah. Issue Hello? four. Another good one. Another one I've been liking right. a lot. Um, Dragon Age, The Missing, Issue 3. And then we have, I believe you've read some Lady Baltimore stuff in the past. So we have mm-hmm. Lady Baltimore, The Dream of uh, Aikilos, Issue 1, written by Mike Bignola, uh, and Christopher Golden, with art by Bridget Connell. You know what she just reminded me why we have why we had like that thing with Dark Horse? Because we had issues with review copies at one point. It totally threw us off. We didn't and oh, that was yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what it was. That's why we weren't talking about it as much because we weren't talking about it on the show here because we weren't right. able to get a look at them before we were recording. That's what it was. 
ridiculous. Um, no longer an issue, of course. Uh, but I've completely forgotten. All right, I'll finish this off, Joe. So, uh, IDW Stark. Whoa, whoa, phrasing, buddy. I mean, your head went there. But I mean, okay. Um, Star Trek Strange New Worlds, Illyrian Enigma, issue four, Dead Seas, issue four. And then for first issues, we got Dungeons and Dragons, Saturday Morning Adventures, issue one by Sam Maggs, David M. Boer, and George Cambadias. Uh, Vault, Barbaric Hell to Pay, issue three, Heart Eyes, issue five, Dead Box, issue five, Nightfall, double feature, God. Uh, Actually, I didn't write down the issue number for double feature, so that's good. Um, Godfell issue two, and then we got a first issue songs for the Dark Afterlife issue one by Andrea Fort, Michael Christopher Heron, and MJ Erickson. I'm actually interested in, in giving this one a look real quick. Bethany is a necromancer and a hero, along with her companions, Elisar and Jonas. She has finally found the rumored covenant. Her perilous journey has brought her to her last bastion of necromancers and resurging prejudice have them in shambles. Can Bethany unite them in the face of escalating tensions or will the coming war shatter all of her dreams for a peaceful future? From Valiant, we got Exo Man of War, Unconquered Issue 1 by Becky Cloonan, Michael Conrad, and Liam Sharp. Uh, Ablaze, Lovecraft, Unknown, Kadath. Issue seven, and then dynamite. We got Vampirella, year one, issue six, and Unbreakable Red Sonia, issue five. And that, folks, is a solicit. Jeez, man, that's actually not bad. Considering, yeah, not cons bad, not bad in general by our standards. And considering how long we went and what's new, that's actually pretty fast for us. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so next week we, it looks like we're going to have, uh, a mainline episode more than likely, as long as everyone here is at full strength, but that is uh <laughs> TBD, but we will, uh, either I, this time, I mean it like try and stay sexy, Joe, until next week. I'm, I'm going to do my best. I'm having a wisdom tooth taken out. So we'll see how I'm talking <laughs> next week. I like Nick's just like, I'm out. All right, we're yeah. done. <laughs>